What is up, everybody? It's Tony and Austin here. Welcome to the Wednesday show, brought to you by the Great Girth Podcast, being that's the only thing that can be brought by. Um, Austin, buddy, how the hell are you since, I don't know, two days? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Doing good. Just rocking and rolling. My fucking tooth hurts. Oh, my God. Sorry. Um, Did you... uh, did you get that meme I put on your Facebook today? Well, Which one? I think you shared two of them. Well, it's probably more than that, but let me think. It's the one where, uh, yeah, it's Morgan Freeman. And the oh, fucking yeah. Wars. <laughs> Just because I was thinking of that conversation uh, Sunday. <laughs> mm. But aside from that, let's move along to the uh, important thing that I was saving for this. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. That daily um, wire movie that just came out. Yes. Uh, Run, hide, fight. Yeah, that was a really good movie. Like teenage Austin. diehard. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take over on this one. Just kind of explain to the people what exactly it is we're talking about here. So the Daily Wire is a conservative um, news group, um, and they are starting to do movies, TV, and um, such like that. And so they um, put out a movie that was made like in 2018, but didn't get replaced by any studios. It's done by this producer called Dallas Sonier, I think it's how you pronounce it. And he's kind of he's kind of known to do kind of controversial things. So yeah, I just got interrupted for a second. If y'all haven't seen it, Bone Tomahawk. That's one of his movies. Fucking amazing. Anyways, keep going. Um. Um, so Run, Hide, Fight is about a school shooting, a group of four students, um, attack a school and try to kill a bunch of people and get very popular. And it's about one girl who's kind of fighting against it. And it's, it's, I think I really, really liked it. I think there were some small character beat issues that could have developed a little bit more and leaned a little bit too much into the... Um, action part of it, but I think overall it's a really solid movie. IMDb has it ranked at a 7.1 out of 10. Um, the funny thing is on Rotten Tomatoes, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 30%. But yeah, that tells you a lot. The audience score is 92% with 2,000 ratings. Oh, bro, I've already told people that don't even know what the Daily Wire is to check it out, and they've subscribed to them just to see that movie, and now they have a whole month full of shit that they don't even know what to do with, with just for one movie. But they ended up liking it, too. So, I mean, I thought it was great. I'm not going to lie. It looked cool, but I didn't have high hopes for it, being that it was a Daily Wire production. Not saying that it was going to be cheap. I was just like, well, it's probably not... We're not talking about, like, fucking Transformers here, so it's not going to be, like, great quality or anything like that. It actually amazed me, and uh, Tom Jane wasn't in it very much, but understandably so. It's not about him. Still, though, he did his, you know, Tom Jane shit, which, for those of you that don't know, he's a badass actor. He plays one of the, uh, I guess you can say, semi-main characters in the movie, but I overall loved it. I thought it was kind of a perfect blend of comedy, um thriller action had a lot of shit in it and for once we have a movie where the bad guy doesn't necessarily win i'm not going to put any spoilers out there Uh, i'd rather people go see it but we have a movie where for once in a lifetime 
somebody rises above that fucking stereotypical, you know, shooting scenario. Because we've seen movies like this before, but they weren't as, um, I guess they weren't such a big deal because of the fact that they don't go in one direction like this does. In this one, you get to see more of um, what it could look like if someone fought back. Obviously, it's fictional, not necessarily based on anything, um, even though there is some rumor out there that some of it has to do with uh, kind of being inspired by Columbine. I don't know how true that is, but that being said, it's one of the few active shooter movies where it's not fucking depressing and you get to go into that knowing that everyone's going to die and all that bullshit. And there is a one thing I actually liked that a lot of people didn't like. The characters or the active shooter characters, you get to know their characters. They're not just some evil, dark entity. They're actually characters. You get to understand who they are and shit like that. I actually kind of like that, even though it's a little disturbing. And I, I like um, I like that like even th- that people are held responsible. Like I watched after I watched, it, I ended up watching, listening to the premiere, of the Daily Wire premiere on it. I didn't listen and, to that. I watched the Sunday show, but keep going. But Ben Shapiro talks about a, a spot that was like really that was really impactful for me. But also, he said it was really um, impactful for him. And he. It, it is when they say, ask that girl, like, hey, why, why does, why do they allow, why does God allow men to do evil things? And she says, she, he lets them do evil so they can be judged. And I was just like, that's a line. That's a line and a half. Yes, I do love that line, actually, which... That one will probably spark a lot of controversy with people because if anyone does know the Columbine case, that's one thing they asked the students that unfortunately are killed at that time. But that's what he asked her, and I was like, yeah, that's a, kind of a reference there. But then the answer she gives him is definitely like a punchline. So I really liked that part too. I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. I mean, they're doing, it just seems like they're doing more justice to these cardboard characters that get picked off one by one. And, even some of the characters that are actually important, like, um, I don't know the actor's name, but the the male character, the love interest, I guess you can call it, we oh, actually yeah, get to know it. him a little bit. Yeah, we get to know a little bit about him as well. He's not just kind of a throwaway character, which I like that too. I like that he's a big part of the movie because going into it, I kind of thought he was going to end up getting killed and being like the motivation for why our main character fights back, but right. that's not at all the case. Which I like, and I think, okay, so I think my only complaint uh, overall is that the um, there's some things in there that are a little kind of like uh, laughable, I guess you can say. So I don't want to give anything away, but Tom Jane's character does something towards the end that is cool. I liked it at first, but then I was like, yeah, that's a little, it's a little over the top for this scenario. I think it's more of like a revenge fantasy, and you know what I'm talking about okay. specifically. So hold on, if you're listening right now, we stop! Just stop! Listening. We're going to get the spoilers right now. Let's just give spoilers. Yeah, fuck it. If you haven't seen it, stop listening to this. Um, go watch it, then come back and listen to this. Um, right. I know what he's talking about, but it's important for us to like seriously talk about this moment yeah, I, yeah, absolutely, I, 
I absolutely love this this moment. No, no, no. I so this is my probably one of my favorite parts, but the way I looked at it is it's definitely over the top. I'm like, yo, this you're is talking to the science like, lab, right? Yeah, when he, you know, <laughs> chick chick bye. So I love it because a it's Tom Jane, dude, Punisher. He's fucking he's a badass man. He's an action hero character, but I also love it because I'm like, dude, if that was my kid, I'd probably do the same thing. But again, that's a revenge. It's more of like a fantasy, I guess you can say. So I'm kind of like, this is definitely okay. over the top. I think it is more realistic than what most movies are, would do, where this like okay, that, 98 man. pound chick would beat the snot out of the six foot six, 230 pound dude. Yeah, fucking talking to voices, having ass. Like, it's realistic in the sense that she needs help. And that if you were the father, you would do anything to protect your child, obviously. But I just saw it and I was like, this kind of feels like a uh, an insert from the director, like a kind of like a personal a personal thing. Like if it were me, that's the way I'd want to do it too. It seemed over the top to me, but I still enjoyed it. I was like, hell yeah, I want to see this dude get dirty because that's what he does in every other movie I've seen him in. So that's really my only complaint about it. But Tom Jane does have the worst line of the entire movie. Yeah, no shit. His acting in that one's a little off. When when they go when they when she walks up and says thanks for saving my life and he goes yeah well you gave my life purpose. Yeah, it's a little corny. So it was whole, it was I very I visually cringed when they said that. The, I was only, like, oh, <laughs> the no. only good like dialogue movie he has is uh, the Mist. It's a Stephen King adaption. Otherwise, Tom Jane is known for being like the action hero, the silent stalker. That's what he's supposed to be doing. The dialogue is kind of weird for him. I've never actually seen a movie besides that one where he's good at talking the entire time. The very beginning of the movie, when um, they're out hunting. Yeah, and she just murks that fucking Everything, Everything he does is perfect. When they're arguing the house, it's great. It was just that one line where I think it was too corny, like read the room. Yeah, 100%. Like, I kept yeah. expecting her to be upset and, like, smack the car and, like, have a breakdown. But, like, get my dad out of the cop car. Right. That's kind of what I thought, too. You know, I'd be like, hey, where's my dad? Get my dad out of the fucking car. Because her reaction to all this at the end is really yeah, it's end, calm. It's honestly, calm. For a 17-year-old girl that just murdered a bunch of people to protect others, it's way too calm. But obviously, very- it's a movie, but, you know. The very beginning of the movie is probably like a, a six out of ten. That and the ending. The I ending that, is probably like a four out of ten. Well, the ending to me it's a it's another way of saying justice has been served, obviously. I and I'm fine the, with that, but it's cheesy. It's like totally unrealistic. So I like how she goes and she gets him, and that's cool. No, I love that. Yeah, but I'm like that's so unrealistic. Nothing, but I, I do nothing, love it. Nothing came together at the end. Like, yeah, I think hey, everyone a, died. It's over. Yeah, it's like people died. People are saying it's over, and they just pan away, and it's over. Like, you get these little droplets of that all this has had meaning to all these people. Yeah, I want to see each kids. person develop from the situation. Well, that, and I wanted a true motive from the main uh, villain character. We don't really get one, despite well, the fact that he's fucking crazy. Right? I think his big moment, his big thing. His big thing was just get as popular as possible. Right, because he is very well in the beginning. He's very big on asking people if they knew who he was before all this. So does the chunky kid as well. But 
It seems like, well, actually, you know what? I take that back. The only person that we truly don't know why she's doing it is the dude's sister. The one that dies first. There we go. Yeah. I would assume because she's the sister. But then you get little hints here and there that she's a fucking creep and she's a psycho. But they don't actually throw out anything otherwise. I mean, the tall kid, his issue, fucking voices, probably gay, judging by the oh, attempted no. kiss scene. Definitely gay. Right. Like, he tries to kiss him and shit. And I was like, no, nah, he's gay. <laughs> And then the other one, the fat one, he's definitely, she says it, he's forgettable. So, I mean, that makes sense, too. But it's the, yeah, it's the girl, you're just like, I don't understand what she has to do with this. But, you know, maybe brother and sister are exactly alike. Probably a bit. Mama drank too much when when she was pregnant. uh Uh-huh, she wasn't. Unfortunately, the Honomo program wasn't around for her to be saved, so that's that's how that happened. Is... John Voight in that movie. Um, hold on, say it again. Sorry, I dropped my. Is is that janitor John Voight? <clears throat> um, is it? I gotta hold on. I gotta let me look I've, this up. I have looked everywhere. Um, I've looked everywhere and cannot find out. Let's not, let me IMD this. I, I, IMDb doesn't have someone listed for the um, doesn't have for, somebody listed oh for his character yeah he's not even his character's not even listed you said John uh, John Voight right yeah John Voight and that's J-O-N correct yeah I think so you, you, like you, like you'll even look at John Voight's IMDb page maybe how do you spell the last name V O I T, I believe. V O I is it G H T? Maybe I'm looking at the wrong person. Maybe I, maybe I spelled it wrong. Let me look. Say it looks more like I'm looking at Mr. Sir's um, IMD. Hold on, that's probably not the right guy. J O N. Right. V O G H T. John Void. I'm looking. Oh yeah, you're right. They don't have anything on there for him. They don't have anything on the entire page about the jan- about the janitor or the maintenance man. It's probably um, an unaccredited role. So sometimes they uh, do that a lot. Like Matthew McConaughey is in a movie where he has an unaccredited unaccredited role because he's an Oscar winner. So in Hollywood, Oscar winners are required to be paid a certain amount uh, money for a movie. So. That being said, when there's a low-budget film or just whatever kind of movie out and they can't afford him but he still wants to do it, he has to agree to take a pay cut and they remove his name from billing. So that's probably what... That could have been one of the reasons. I don't know. And I'm sitting here and he walks and he says, what are you doing in here? You're not only... I'm supposed to be in here. And I'm oh, like, yeah, is, and that John? Fucking is that yeah. John Voight? And then that I kept looking like and it didn't say John Voight anywhere. Huh, who the hell is that guy? Yeah, I remember that. It's like two seconds, and she just turns around and fucking pop. <laughs> okay. Favorite? Um, what's your favorite part of the movie? My, like, favorite part of that whole movie? Uh, it's going to sound a little dark, but I love when Homeboy orchestrates the fucking bombing of the front office. Like, Dude was one step ahead of everybody. That had like a 
a Dark Knight feel to it. I was like, oh, this dude's the Joker. Like, because you don't see that coming until the fucking lady gets on the intercom. Then I'm like, wait a minute, something's not right here. And then, boom, they're all gone. <laughs> well, I, well, I thought originally was he's planning that um, he was somebody not in the school. He was bringing and leaving the backpack there with guns in it. That's how they snuck the guns in. Hold on, say it again. Sorry, Chanel was talking to me. No, I thought that he was that he that the backpack he left was the were the guns like that. That's how they oh. snuck the guns. School was that he just dropped the bag because originally the guy just walks up and says when's whatever lunch and drops the bag and so she doesn't see it. So right, and that's yeah. He brought the guns and dropped them there. That's how they smuggled them in. Right, that's what I thought too. Until they zoom in on it later, and then yeah. Or until they, I I didn't realize what it was because I thought it was guns. Then they flew through the um, they flew through the uh the freaking windows with the uh, van. I was like, oh, so that whole backpack was just there to be a be like a a distraction. Like, oh shoot, that's smart. But yeah, it was very it was pretty well planned out, to be honest. Yeah, that's that's my favorite part. I'm like, holy shit, you don't even see that coming. Because I kind of figured there wasn't going to be an explosion until the end. So it's for me, it was predictable that he was planning on blowing up the school with all the oil drums and shit in the back. I was like, yeah, that's for that's rigged to the cafeteria or something along those lines. That's kind of what I figured. Um, it was predictable, yeah, but I kind of uh, figured it was going to be more shoot them up than anything but then yeah like i said you zoom in on those oil drums i'm like oh shit this dude's got a plan to blow up he's taking everybody with him literally right now what i also thought was smart and this is what got me when i read the um the plot summary or whatever the whole streaming live like on social apps yeah i thought that was smart because i hate to say it but you know the parker or um you know what i'm talking about the, the most recent incident where the kids are recording in their classroom is the shooters walking up and down the hall. And it's awful, unfortunately. You watch those videos and it's just, just shocking. But I started thinking about that more. I'm like, man, what if, you know, it was reversed and you got someone telling you to record possibly your death or your fellow students around you? I thought that was super interesting. <sighs> Shit, never trust a fart. But anyway... Yeah, no, that part I do like. Again, that's probably the darkest part. I think the most unnecessary part, though, besides the whole um, revenge fantasy I just mentioned, the sadistic moment where he's got the teacher undressing, I definitely no. didn't have, we definitely didn't need that. But I no, can see that, why they put it in there. Yeah, that was the probably the creepiest Well, yeah, it's the most uncomfortable part, part. Yeah, you're like, oh, shit. I think in a movie like this where you're feeling like the entire time you're just feeling like anticipation, anticipation, you need something that kind of breaks that up to make you kind of think or feel weird. Or Right. Well, dude, um, I'm not going to lie. I thought he was going to rape her. I was like, oh, no, we're going to have to watch oh, this. No. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm fine we with do? all the other people being shot at, but this part, we, I don't know. We need, do need to talk about... Um, what that uh, teacher's name is for scientific reasons. Oh, no. It looks like you were doing in-depth uh, research on this. Let's hear it. I don't know what her name is. I'm looking. Oh, it's, her name is Catherine Davies. Wait, is this the chick from... Um... 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. She was a good-looking teacher for sure. He had a point there, but it was okay, creepy as hell. It was, it was not Catherine Davis. Hold on. Man, my fucking kid and her art projects everywhere. What was her name? It was, it was some Spanish name. Mrs. what? I don't remember. I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Let's actually here, let's look it up. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've got the IMDB page up. I'm looking for it. Mrs. Oh, okay. Here we go. Her name is Cindy Vela. What is it? Cindy Vela. C-E-L-A. What is she in? She does look kind of familiar. She's in a bunch of really old movies. Wait a minute, 1979? So she's actually not that old. That's crazy. And she's in Run-Eyed Fight. Her last her last movie was It's God in 2017. Oh, wow. I'm seeing shit. I don't know who this is. Nuclear Family. Oh, she was in Endgame. Not, not Avengers Endgame. Regular Endgame. Uh oh, I I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah that it, that was a very, a very attractive woman. Oh, 100 percent. Like when he brings that up, you're like, yeah, absolutely. Now I've got an uncomfortable hunch that you're gonna try something. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have taken Spanish all four years. Oh, me too. I'd have been like, I'm gonna fail just so I can purposely get back in this class again. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, that kind of creeped me out. Right, it's an uncomfortable thing to sit through. You're like, oh man, this is odd. If I were alone, it probably wouldn't be such a huge deal. But like, if you're watching with a bunch of people, you're like, oh boy, we're about to witness a rape. <laughs> well, they killed like, me. Picture watching it with your family and friends. But anyway. But um, one thing that really killed me um, was, uh, what was his name? Um, the bigger kid, the shotgun. Oh, I know, dude, falling down that fucking hall. Oh, yeah, can't. Uh, slipping on the oil. Dude, every time he would take off running, I was literally crying. I was laughing right. so hard. He was a shitty active shooter. You could tell he was the coward of the group. And then he but, turns out to maybe be the most um, brave. The most brave. Well, yeah, he's the most uh, the most humanly one, I guess you could say. He's the only the one that kind of changes the Zoolander his and the Exorcist. Shoot, uh, what's her name? Rashada, whatever, that plays the mother. Originally, I wasn't feeling her character, but about halfway through, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's kind of like her survival instinct. It's um, it's basically what's guiding her. Because you know yeah. how, did you ever see that movie Split with James McAvoy? Yeah. Well, I used to think the scenes with the creepy uncle were unnecessary, but then I thought about it. I'm like, well, that's her survival instinct. That's kind of what brought her to where she's at now. It was like a knee-jerk reaction. So the more I thought about it, I'm like, the mother being in there is perfect for that reason. And each thing she says to her sets up like a theme, or like a tone, I guess you could say, that leads on to the next part. So it totally makes sense when you think about it. Although they CGI'd the fuck out of her character. I don't know why they did that. CGI'd who? The mother, dude, she looks so computer fucking generated. Like, oh yeah, at the very beginning, but she didn't have any hair. They artificially removed her hair. Yeah, dude, like she looks so. You know what it looks like? It looks like they definitely tried to make her look like someone from the afterlife. I mean, duh. But <laughs> you see it, and you're like, wow, she looks really like uh, pixelated. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I think as it goes on, as she gets her hair back and everything, she starts to look a lot better. Oh, yeah, her tone changes. Like, she starts I, I, to become yeah. more and more clear. Right. I, I think what happened was they digitally removed her hair, and it messed up, so they, like, messed her whole her whole thing up. So they could be like, yo, it was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's like a... It's like a, what do they call that foreshadowing or whatever? So those hostile movies I was always talking about. The first one, the backpackers when they meet those two French girls that lead them ultimately to their death, their um, skin tone changes to represent how ugly they are on the inside. So they become they're beautiful at first, but they get more and more ugly throughout the movie, which is noticeably like right? this time they're not wearing makeup. This one her hair's falling out. Uh, this one in particular, she looks like a drug addict. Well, the director said it was like a basically foreshadowing. It like shows you that. As they start to let go of their undercover character, they start to become who they truly are, which is a very right. ugly person. But yeah, yeah. No, um, I liked that. I thought it was pretty believable, like you know, on second thought. I I I, um, I liked it. I thought it was a. I, I give it a solid seven out of ten. Me too. I was going to say I, if I were to rate it, um, definitely like a seven. Uh, IMD score should be up a little bit, in my opinion. Like. More of like a seven five, just because I think it's it's really good. I mean, the acting is actually superb. I think the acting is really good, especially for a lot of unknowns as well. I mean, I don't know who the the main um, shooter. I don't I don't know him from anything. But um, well, after watching it, I'm like, I could definitely see this kid playing in other movies for sure. He can be a lead actor. I right. thought that was great. The only corny part, I think, I just to me was the. Um, the relationship between the girl and the love interest. To me, that was a little corny at first, but maybe that's kind of what it was supposed to be, given well, that they're teenagers. Also, I think that... Um, I also think that if it was fleshed out more... Right. Then it would have been better, but it kind of goes from her being all upset to her liking him. It is so, it's so fast in like a three-minute scene where... Right. Oh... It's it's Eli Brown and he, play, he played in Gossip Girl and Pretty Little Liars. Okay, so he probably is pretty noticeable then, huh? I didn't. I yeah, he looks familiar, but I almost feel like I just never seen him before. And I'm like, this kid can definitely play someone like big. You know, he could definitely he take on in, his own roles. He was in Pretty Little Liars. And he's going to be in the new Gossip Girl remake. Huh. He was a good actor, that's for sure. I was sold on him. And, you know, the the main actress, uh, Isabel May, I was sold on her, too. I mean, she's not just some angry, depressed, rebellious teenager. She's more than that. They give her more than just that stereotypical teenager. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they offer more than just um, what she's shown as. Because you right. end up not only rooting for her, but you can kind of relate to her in some way. It's almost like her character speaks to you. I mean, if it were me, I would definitely be mowing some motherfuckers down like she was. So, <laughs> I mean, we all say that natural reaction could be more terrified. Like, oh shit, there's a shooting. Run, bitch. Yeah, you never know. Well, right. Like, what do you do in those situations? And that's what I love about this movie because, like I said, dude, this is one of the first movies where the fucking killer gets theirs, dude. Like. I it's just it's not something we've seen before. You never see this in a movie. And it almost feels like at times Hollywood doesn't want to show us these types of movies, which is exactly why we got this one in well, particular. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought? You know, really, 
You know what really pisses me off, though? What? Let's read some of the uh, Rotten Tomato scores. Oh, boy. What kind of shit are we seeing here? If I didn't somebody look at it. somewhere one day had a thought, what if Die Hard except school shooting? And not only did they immediately check themselves for symptoms of lead poisoning, but thought, yep, that's a winner. Oh, Jesus Christ. There is... I can't enjoy anything. There is a certain one, but I think... Um, it looks like Rotten Tomatoes deleted it, but I think I took a screenshot of it for this reason. Right. I'm pulling it up real quick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by Dominic Griffin, who is not even on the website anymore. It looks like they took it down. Oh, okay. While I found this film considerably less distasteful than I imagined, I might, I, I might going on still being released in some, I imagined I might going, God, he says, while I found this film considerably <laughs> less distasteful than I imagined I might going in, it's still being released by some despicable people, and the film's underlying oh, theme the is gross. That said, more entertaining than one might assume, two out of ten. Dude, these stupid motherfuckers, like, they went in there biased as hell. That's like me going in to watch a Marvel movie, dude. That's the most biased shit ever. You know that's what it is, dude. There's a lot of people like that, too. You know, I I recommended it, and they're like, nope, I won't watch anything from that ridiculous right-wing column. And I'm like, oh my god, bro, just put that past you and watch it. It has nothing to do with being a right-winger. It really doesn't, man. It's a movie that does speak to um, people in general. Yeah, it does speak to some conservatives out there. I mean, it's definitely one of those movies. It's not like, oh, no, less guns. More like, get that gun and go shoot that motherfucker in the head. Stand up for yourself. Run, hide, fight. Like, it definitely has a conservative tone, but it speaks to people in general. It speaks to humanity. These motherfuckers can't let go of it. It just drives me insane, man. Nobody's going to give it a chance for that reason. But, hey, it's got good reviews from a lot of people, though, too. And most of these um, negative reviews are talking about how it was in bad taste that they did a movie about a school shooting. They're not even saying whether it was a good good movie or not. Right, like, they can't get over the content. It's, It's fine. It's totally fine if you make a movie about little girls doing sexual dances, but it's not okay to do a movie about a school shooting. Like... You can see where the fucking line is. This one from The Hollywood Reporter says, What's most notable about Kyle Rankin's sick and compulsive, watchable genre entry, Run High Fight, is the utter shallowness of its psychological perspective. David Rooney, if you're listening to this, not every movie needs to be a deep... um, A deep... What's it looking for? Intelligent depiction of worldwide of wide events sometimes you just need a movie you can sit down and watch and just kind of turn your brain off to right like not gonna lie sometimes i want to see a movie where the fucking okay yeah no that sounds about right so um, everyone listening we had a technical difficulty where unfortunately our connection crashed on covid related incidents <laughs> keep this shit a little on the you know, on the safe side, so we've got to Skype it. That being said, going back to what I was saying, it totally is political, dude. Like, 
Nobody can put anything beside them just to watch a fucking movie. That's the only reason it's being bashed, because if you weren't to tell anybody where this was coming from and who was producing it, probably not a big deal. Right. Well, a lot of these um, reviews are about how it's hor- so horrible to make a video to make a movie about a school shooting. Well, yeah, but yeah, we have movies like We Need to Talk About Kevin, Elephant, Columbine, and those are all nearly fucking award winners. But I guess to wrap this little section up, definitely watch it. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely go watch it. It's amazing. Um, let us know if you liked it or not. Give us your rating out of ten. Um, I'm definitely gonna give mine is give it a seven. Um, yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna give it a seven, and I'd say it's definitely worth owning. I'm gonna get it on Blu-ray when it comes out. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely, and I do think that this is the first step to a new streaming service. Um, before we crashed, I was trying to ask if you had watched the Sunday special with the Ben Shapiro and the director of that film. So this is kind of the first of many, basically. They're going to try to you know, move towards making more movies for Daily Wire and just kind of getting the foot in the door for more non-bias, less Hollywood interference type movies. So basically... Uh, giving directors a little more freedom, kind of like what Jason Blumhouse does. Hoping we get a little more um, movies about, oh, I don't know, The Lord. The Lord? <laughs> without without sounding corny. Jesus movies. <laughs> I need some Jesus movies, damn it. No, I'm just kidding. I but mean, not Mel Gibson um, Jesus movies. No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> No, you know what we need, man? We need a Mummy sequel with Brendan Fraser coming back. Not this Tom Cruise shit. No, no, no. We need a Mummy movie, a new a Mummy remake with with um, him as the Mummy. Yeah, that would be interesting as shit, right? Well, there you go. And then Tom Hall can play his character from the original movies. There we go. <laughs> okay. But today anyway. is the day. If you are listening to this on Wednesday the 20th, the first day of the Biden administration has began. Fuck. Today, we're recording this on January the 19th. It's the final day of the Donald Trump presidency. It's also the... Hold on, let me look at this real quick. So we started this podcast in late uh, August. Um, let's see here. This is the Wednesday show. So we're looking at three... This is the sixth episode, I believe, of season two of our show. So I ended season one right at January, basically, just because it's the start of a new year. So season one goes from August to late December, and then we just officially started our season two of the show. But I guess if you want to get technical, still hasn't even been a full year. But, y'all, I'm going to piss the Republicans off, but Trump is a giant baby. Here we go. He's not going to come to the inauguration. I don't blame him. <laughs> he's I first, don't blame him. He's the first president in the history of the country to not go to the inauguration of his successor. Yeah, but if he went, it wouldn't help him either. They would just report about how awful he is for showing up. I can kind of see where he's coming from. 
He's the first president that doesn't matter what he does, it's never good enough. Well, George Bush was president once, too, so. Yeah, but the worst that happened to him is he got a shoe thrown at him. <laughs> no, he so does, what? He, he, to- he totally wasn't called a war criminal all the time, and they should go to prison forever. He was called an idiot at one point. And by idiot, I mean, like, they had all these videos of him. They even made bobbleheads where he was like, eh, 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 I'm the president. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, damn, that's my we fucking... need to start asking ourselves, are we learning our children? Shit. Time for a new headset. Mine's acting all weird. Anyway, um, Trump, keep going. This is the last day of the Trump administration. On a A to F scale, what grade do you give the Trump presidency? Oh, you're talking to me or the people? To you, first. Personally, I'm going to give him a B. Maybe, like, close to a C. It's one of my favorite presidents in my lifetime, even though I've only had fucking three in my lifetime. Well, there was one when I was little, of course, but I don't remember him. I remember uh, George W. Bush and Obama and Trump. Out of all of them, Trump's my favorite. Obama was my least favorite. But again, that's just in my lifespan. Um, What would you give him? C minus. And we can ask the people, I'm sure they'd give him like a D or an F, maybe not even on the scale. I think domestic policy-wise, Trump is a solid uh, B, like a B-plus domestic policy-wise. Foreign policy-wise, I think he's a C, like a C-plus. And rhetoric-wise, I think he's an F-minus. I can kind of see that. I mean, we've talked about this before with foreign policy, which I, I do get. I totally get. I mean, I'll, I never said he was perfect. There's definitely some things he's done that even I questioned. Um, I used to really like how he said stupid shit because the way I saw it, he was doing that to fuck with the reporters. But there comes a time where you got to think, do I just be an adult about this and give him a more professional answer and move on about my business or do I just keep toying with him? And while I love that he was toying with him, it's still, he's what represents our country. That's what represents us. He's making us look stupid sometimes. Right. So, you know, there's that time where I'm like, dude, time and place for everything. So I think, I think I'm going to give a C minus. I think it was better, better than um, Obama. Right. Um, and I think he's just slightly worse than Bush. I forgot you like Bush. Um, Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed him. That's going to be a fun and interesting day tomorrow. Today for those listening. Yeah, Um, I guess we should have done something based on the inauguration. Sorry, I was just fired up about that movie. I couldn't wait to talk about it. There's just just a bunch of... I don't think anything's going to happen. I think it's going to be really boring. The ratings are going to be so low. So no, low I, I agree 100%. People are freaking out. People that, um, I'm not going to name names or jobs, but people in the workforce that I know are being ridiculous and freaking out. Everybody's acting like it's the end of the fucking world. And I'm like, don't worry, Republicans and shit like that, don't burn buildings down and kill people. Usually. It'll be just fine. It'll be boring as shit. 
But you know how people are, man. They fucking feed into news. Hell, even our own buddy Aaron did that today. <laughs> I couldn't wait to fuel the fire, though, dude. I just wanted to fuck with him, and sure enough, his family got involved. Did you see the comment section? Um, of the one that I commented on? No, dude. Okay, so after I said what I said, two of his aunts or whatever got on there and just fucking started throwing fire. So I threw some gasoline on it, and uh, Aaron texted me, like, bro, those are my aunts. And I was like, well, they hate me now. And which post was it? It was when I was like, bro, these fucking morons can't turn off the TV, all these basement warriors bitching about capitalism on their fucking laptop with free Wi-Fi and a fucking Starbucks. The one about the military members where he and I were... um... Well, that was one of them. Yeah, that was the one. That was where I was just like, I agree with you. And then, like, yeah, his aunts came on there and started bitching. And then you came on there and I was fucking with you. But, like, later when I checked in, I saw that his aunts had commented. And I was like, oh, Aaron, <laughs> your family for sure isn't going to like me. And he's like, they'll be just fine. They're the liberal side. Yeah, I'm looking for – I see your – Um, oh, there it is. I, yeah, it looks like you got all – oh, they got two laughing – you got laughing while crying emojis by Mary and Lisa, okay? Ryan, one of them definitely has that frosted, um, I don't know what sex I am haircut. <laughs> and then you posted <laughs> the um, thing with um, um, Orange Man Bad image. That's what pissed them off. Aaron told me that's when they responded. Yeah, it's Nancy Pelosi uh, pulling up the We the People papers. And I was like, hey, look, Aaron, Orange Man Bad. <laughs> Because that's how they were acting, you know? I mean, you want to act like children, I'm going to treat you like children. Welcome to the C. Anthony daycare. <laughs> but anyway. Um, no, there, is a, there is a picture of them at the Capitol. A bunch of, uh, there's a uh, some guardsmen at the Capitol building. Right. And uh, you see the picture of he's got a, he's got a freaking M4. But the magazine's missing. It's like gone. There's no magazine in the gun. Right. Like they called these motherfuckers out there and now they're disarming them and shit. Like, <laughs> bro, nothing's going to happen. Everyone is so worried. I can almost guarantee you, dude, nothing is going to happen. People are going to be at home because you got the people that are afraid to go outside. So they're going to stay home completely, which they've been doing. The government tells them no and they stay inside. But then you got the people that are like, dude, it's really not worth my energy at this point. It's over. I don't even want to show my fucking face because I'm so upset about this whole election result. Nobody's going outside. Like, nobody's going to protest. Maybe a few, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I was freaking... Some of it were so freaking... Some of it was so funny. But yeah. How many uh, cop cars and shit do you think are going to get flipped by Republicans? Oh, Oh, shoot. Glenn Beck's post. Christian OnlyFans model says her faith will not stop her from stripping down to the tune of $200,000 a month. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You gotta love some of these fucking people, man. What does this chick... What does this chick look like? That she's making $200,000 a month. I mean, if she's an OnlyFans model, she's making killer money. Go into Instagram to find out if this chick is worth that $200,000. Oh, my God. Can I assume not? No. No, you can not assume not. You're going to have to send me a link to this because I'm a 
I'm a a female critic model criticizer of sorts. Okay, <laughs> I sent you her Instagram post. I thought you just did. I was like, motherfucker, that's my schedule from work. No, that ain't, that ain't you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the greatest troll of all time. Oh, I'd be so pissed. Like, hey, oh, by the way, this is the day you work. <laughs> okay, let's see this. So Instagram, ooh. Aw, what? I have to follow request? It's private. But look at the profile picture. Oh, my God. That's a giant, big, huge ass. <laughs> that is a big ass, dude. That is crazy. It looks fake, but it's probably real. She's well, you know what I'm saying. It's it's definitely um, a lot of surgeries, but it totally looks photoshopped. Her her OnlyFans is 75% off today. What? How much is it? $5 I mean, for 30 days. That's how it I meant. Shit. <laughs> I just, you said 75%. So I'm like, well, how much does she normally charge for OnlyFans? <laughs> How much is it? He was excited. No, bro, because (laughs) he said 75%. I'm like, wait a minute. How much does she normally charge? Because of the the comment from earlier from the tweet. I was curious. (laughs) But you saying 75, I'm all excited. Oh, my God. The way you said how much is it? Oh, yeah. My wife's already scared of me right now. She's really Oh, my God. Oh man, Tony's sleeping on that couch. Yeah, she's over here kicking me. Ow, that's the rock. That's the that's a rock and an out. But anyway. Tony's sleeping on the couch. He said, oh. How much? How much? <laughs> he said, How much is it? That's not like, at his, all how it's supposed to come out. He heard that he had his hand halfway in his wallet. Um, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how much? No, for real though, like what does it say? Because I'm just curious. I want to do the math. How much money does she make? Two thousand a month. Two hundred thousand a month. Oh, two hundred thousand. Wow, I can't believe I said two thousand. It's about as much as I would make. Because if so, that's a shit job. What you said? Two grand. Two grand a month. Is yeah, I'm like, if that's what you make for OnlyFans, that's a shit job. <laughs> I don't think you get. I don't think you think you could have a dump truck like that and not make and make. Right, right. God, I can't believe I got that excited. <laughs> 200,000. Sorry about that. I'm like, <laughs> Chanel walked by and she had a live, uh, like Aubrey with her. So she was like, look, you upset our daughter. Because <laughs> she was kind of mad at me for jumping at that excitement. I just wanted to know. It wasn't like I was really oh! being an investor. Oh, no. I was just, you know, being a... I don't know, a mathematician for a minute. You want to take a guess at how much she makes per day? Um, I'm going to just go with, like, what, 10 grand? $6,666.66. Well, I mean, I can totally understand, dude. She is a very attractive person. But it does look fake as fuck, too. Like, you can definitely tell she's had surgeries. So where is she? What is this? She Italian? Lindsay? I, I think that's what that, that last name seems right. Oh, right. So she has 2.4 million followers. And who was talking shit about her? Some politician? Um, Glenn Beck was uh, 
Someone said that she claimed to be a Christian, but said her faith won't interfere with her taking her clothes off for anonymous strangers on the internet. <laughs> she has a job, man. <laughs> she has a job. <laughs> um, the model's 22-year-old Lindsay Capono reportedly rakes in $200,000 a month selling photos of herself in which she takes her clothes off. Capano's Instagram page boasts a following of more than $2.4 million. Or 2.4 million followers. Well, I ain't gonna lie. I would most definitely sell myself on the internet if I was gonna make that much money. I probably wouldn't be putting pornography on there, but I'd definitely be putting, like, you know, my my man chest on there and shit. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) But yeah, that that that's that's crazy. OnlyFans yeah, online subscription services permits users to sell their most personal and explicit photos to online voyeurs for cold hard cash. I actually love the job. I really enjoy working with the child. What? <laughs> Young woman. Okay, I skipped a paragraph here because I was. I love that job. <laughs> Uh, the young woman began her work career as a staffer at a private Christian daycare, but decided to commit full time to sharing her pictures online. Eventually, left the center for her online life. I actually loved the jo- so I didn't read that previous um, paragraph, and all I read was I actually loved the job. I really enjoy working with children, and I thought they were talking about OnlyFans, and I was concerned. <laughs> Right. <laughs> They're talking about Christian daycare. I really love the job. Like, But when things started really taking off last summer on Instagram and Snapchat, I didn't make sense to go back. Yeah, if you're making 200 k a, a month, there's no reason to do anything else. Right. Okay, since hey. we're over here talking about OnlyFans, I just, I thought about the name for the episode. It's going to be Run, Hide, Fap. But I was like... <laughs> But I was like, hey, how do you spell that? So like, I looked it up. It's actually a word in the dictionary, bro. It says, vulgar slang to masturbate. <laughs> it's a real word. <laughs> oh, shit. So that's the name of the episode. Run, hide, fap. <laughs> but no, I was just... Because we're over here talking about OnlyFans and shit. But can um, you imagine making that kind of money just to be a whore on the internet? That's crazy. I know. Could you... I'm... Hell, what I would get naked on the internet for 10k a year. For 10k a week, a month. Dude, no kidding. If I can make 5,000 a month just from doing nasty shit on the internet, I totally would. That's <laughs> 5,000 in my pocket. I only make like maybe 3,000 if that. <laughs> um, like that's extra, that's the money. She says that her family is very Christian but also very laid back. She said yeah, my religion. We support the Lord, but we also support your right to show your titties all over the internet. You know that's what the dad's saying at the dinner table. Well, how do you well, have a conversation with her? Well, he's well, he's paying. She's paying his bills. So what? What is he allowed to say? Yeah, but how do you feel about that? You walk around like, oh my god, the only way these lights are getting paid is if she takes another shot down the throat. Just think about that. Like your daughter is on the internet spreading cheeks, and that is how you have that new iPhone that you got. <laughs> he's like, that's fine with me. <laughs> She's selling at seventy five percent. She must be able to make some money to take that kind of hit. <laughs> hey, hey, that's that's. I think that all that has to be a um, 
That's to be a compliment to me, though, because I made that, right? Oh, 100%. I did a good like, job. Just don't be saying <laughs> stuff like, oh, if I wasn't her father, I'd totally have sex with her. That's some Donald Trump shit. <laughs> and then you will get categorized. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I think that's about, that's been, I think we're right there ending the end. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, buddy, let's wrap it up because that's pretty much all I brought to the table. I really wanted to talk about the movie, so I'm glad we got that out of the way. And I'm glad that we have addressed tomorrow's, well, today, technically speaking, inauguration day. Sorry, guys, I'm still getting used to recording before Wednesday, so I'm trying to get into that time set. Um, That being said, thank you guys for listening. You can check us out on all of our social media. You can even check us out at our website. That's www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Again, for all the kids that survived concentration camps in the back, that is – oh, wait, that's not what I normally say. Um, that is www.thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Awesome, oh, the girls so spicy. <laughs> Someone said something about 75%. What's going on with that? But anyway, <laughs> we'll Austin, I'll see you on Sunday, man. <laughs>